What up, everyone? You're listening to Riding Big Red with Leah and Max. Check us out each week to hear about life at the fire station, gripping perspectives, and the untold stories of a firefighter. We hope you enjoy the ride. What's up, listeners? In this episode, you are getting my season two favorites. So what you're going to hear is the episode title, and then you're going to hear the call from that episode, just the call. And then immediately after that, you're going to get a little bit of commentary from me of why it was my favorite. Enjoy. Episode 27, Road Rage. So our call today came in as a car accident. Okay, so... After you have a few years on the job, you usually don't get too worked up over car accidents. You know, your blood pressure doesn't rise. Your pulse doesn't quicken because you know what you're going to have to do. They seem pretty routine. Yeah, they're pretty routine. Somebody with neck pain, maybe a broken arm, not real bad, stuff like that. Well, this call got dispatched with the engine and a paramedic truck. Okay. So anytime we go with a paramedic unit, we know it's the level of trauma or whatever's happened is going to be greater. Yeah. Okay. Now, the call came in at a street, uh, one of the main streets, and on this street, there's a hill. So it's not a real long hill, but it's maybe 100 yards, but it's pretty steep at the main, and it's a main street, mm-hmm. and at the bottom of the hill, there's an intersection. There's a, a traffic light. Okay, I think so, I know exactly which intersection you're talking yeah, about. So as you go down the hill, you come to a stoplight, and, and so if you're flying along there, you have to really get on the brakes to stop. Mm-hmm. So... We get dispatched to a, a call at this intersection right at the bottom of the hill. So everybody can picture that. You know, you're going down a hill towards a, a traffic light. It's hard to stop normally. Mm-hmm. So we pull up, and there's a car that has rear-ended another car at high speed. Uh-oh. Okay, so they're so pretty it's not squished like, in. Yeah, so it's not like a bump. You know, the back mm-hmm. of the car is mangled. The front is mashed. The windshield on the car that hit him from behind is pushed out. So that means the driver of the vehicle actually hit the windshield oh gosh okay went flying through were the, they wearing their seatbelt no oh. so if you're well. not wearing your seatbelt, the windshield is where you're going to hit <laughs> the windshield is what's going to maybe stop you well and it's made of glass mm-hmm. okay just so you know and glass breaks when you hit it and then it turns into what sharp objects i was gonna say and that cannot feel good no it doesn't usually or be work safe out. yeah it doesn't usually work out real well for you mm-hmm. so we get to the scene pull up real quick block the street behind us so we can uh, work on the vehicle run up and there's a lady in the front seat of the car that hit the other car from behind now i get to work on her i was the first one there so she's the most critical i jump into that car was she conscious no so as it turned out she was not wearing her seatbelt, and she was doing about 50 miles an hour down this hill. Oh. Did not hit the brakes. Oh. And hit the car in front of her. And there's not a lot of space between that hill and the stoplight. No. So she was flying. Now, the car in front, the people there, were wearing their seatbelts. They were all... Oof. They didn't see it coming. That's but, awful whiplash. Well, actually, it, it, they weren't hurt very severely at all. They went to the hospital, but mostly with just neck pain and you know mm-hmm. things involved in an accident. So first thing I look in the in the car is a lady. She's in her 70s. Oh, and, okay. Yeah. So gray hair, little old lady. She's in her 70s. She's missing her left cheek. So <gasps> her cheek is gone. Oh. Okay. So that indicates to me that she hit something rather hard. Yeah. Okay. So looking around real quick, I noticed that the windshield had blood all over it. Ew. Now she has blood all over it. So a little closer inspection. Her jaw is broken. 
and it's pushed off to the right. <gasps> okay, so it's not where it should be. It's off to the side. Oh, so she hit it hard. She hit it hard. Okay, so oh. she, again, she's unconscious. But the one thing you worry about facial injuries like that is airways. Mm-hmm. Okay, because that's where you breathe through. Yeah. Well, she was still breathing. She had a good airway. And then the second thing you start worrying about is cervical spine. So broken neck, paralyzation, yeah. things like that. She was unconscious, so we had to secure her C-spine right away. She was breathing in. She had a pulse, though? She had a pulse. She was breathing. But her jaw wasn't in place. And when your jaw's not in place, those C-collars they put on your neck are meant to hold your jaw kind of where it's supposed oh, to be. Oh, that's true, because they literally has like a cup for your yeah, jaw. Yeah, for your jaw. But when your jaw's not where it's supposed to be, it's a oh, little gosh. bit harder. So what do you do? So rather than using a C-collar, we, we had to put her on a... On a spine board, we had to extricate her out of the thing. And then like taper to it? And taper down to it without a C-collar. Now, she also had broken ribs, a broken arm. She's oh. unconscious. She's bloody. Her face is bleeding severely. And mm-hmm. again, her left cheek is gone. Like, like you can see through her mouth? Yeah, you can see her teeth and her jaw <gasps> and her cheek is gone. And, and do you worry about like her regaining consciousness and then like her trying to like move her mouth and stuff like that? Yeah, it's possible. Or yeah. do you keep somebody sedated at that point? Well, we don't keep them. We don't have a way to sedate people. I mean. Yeah, you do. Don't we, you have drugs on board? The the paramedics do have. <laughs> or they're not allowed to do that. They do have a few things, but they're not like, you know, they have more. It's not like and, anesthesia. Yeah, it's not okay. like propofol that just knocks you out and off okay. you go. Okay, so. They can give you pain meds, which tends to make you sleepy and keep Mm -hmm. you under. So I was worried about her also having a skull fracture and other things. So got her out, put her on the spine board, roped her down, did a quick survey of her body, found the broken ribs, broken arm. Her cheek is missing and... So we have, and it's bleeding severely, and it's bleeding into her mouth, which ble- oh, you don't want her flows to choke into her on airway. That and all that. So we have to pack oh her cheek. Oh my gosh, this is a hot mess. It was complete hot mess. Now, we, once we got her out and got her on the spine board, we started looking at the car, and her cheek was actually out on the hood of the car. Huh? So when she hit the windshield with her face, the the glass broke in such a way that it was like a cheese grater, <gasps> and it sliced off her cheek. And spit it out onto the hood. Gosh. Yes, we gathered it up, put it on some ice and water in a saline bag, and sent it to the hospital with her. Question, do you you learn that in training? Like, if there's body parts, do you put them on ice? Like, do they tell you to do that, or is that just something... No, actually, they... They they, do tell you. We we train that, and (laughs) they tell you how to do it, and you don't want to put it on a lot of ice because you don't want to freeze whatever you're doing. You just Mm -hmm. want to... To cool it down. So it doesn't have to be like ice water, but just cold. Okay. Okay. So we take her cheek, put it in a bag, put it in a medic truck, and off she goes to the trauma and center. And she's pretty critical. So she's got to go. She's critical. So yeah. another firefighter drives the two paramedics in. I'm left at the scene with the captain to kind of clean up things, deal with the other two people who get ambulance rides to the hospital, get everybody going. And on the side of the road was a guy on a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. And after we kind of got everything all cleared up, the cops were trying to figure out what was going on. And they talked to the motorcycle. And they came over and told us that the the lady with the broken jaw, the one that caused the accident, was actually chasing the guy on the motorcycle. Oh, why? Now, well, that's what we tried to figure out. So we went over and talked to him and said, she was chasing you? And he said, yes, for like two miles. Oh my he would gosh. change lanes, go around cars, and she was just trying to run him off the road, trying to run him over. Why? 
He didn't know. He said, I don't know what I did or what anything. All mm-hmm. I know is she was coming after me. And so he said that when he went down the hill, there was a red light. And so he stopped at the behind a car at the intersection mm-hmm. and he saw her coming down the hill and she was <gasps> going to run him over. So at the last second, he changed lanes and she hit the car that was stopped oh at the light. God. She was trying to kill him. She was trying to kill the guy on the motorcycle. Oh my gosh. And he had no idea why. Ugh. And we're like... Wow, that's, um, you know, something. So road rage never pays off well Mm -mm. for you. Not for anybody, not for the person. I don't know why. I don't know why she was acting that way, but it was was an interesting call. Haven't seen somebody's cheek (laughs) carved off like that before. (laughs) That was new. Okay, you know? another reason why you should wear your seatbelt. Yeah, yeah, wear your seatbelt. Mm-hmm. So that was that was interesting in and of itself, and it's it's one of those things you, you when you do medical training, you you talk about trauma a lot, and because it's it's an easy way for people's lives to end if you don't address everything. Yeah, and with broken ribs, you're worried about punctured lungs, you're worried about internal bleeding, you're er- learning about all this stuff. Now she did have a good outcome; she did survive it. Wow. Um, she didn't pass she away from it. She's lucky then. Yes, but I'm sure she'll never be the same again. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, after I'm that. sure. And for what? I mean, we never knew. The guy on the motorcycle didn't know. You know, we didn't get a chance to talk to her. I'm sure the cops, you know, at some point, you know, got to talk to her and say, why? Okay, so I like this episode because it really goes to show the unpredictable levels of trauma that firefighters walk into. They really have no idea what they're going to see. Also, road rage plus no seatbelt is bound to give you a bad outcome. It's just never worth it. And most of the time, and from stories that we hear on the news or online, you can't take them back. And typically, people get hurt who had no involvement. Someone is going to pay the price and you cannot take it back. Plus, this also went to show she was trying to hurt somebody else and ended up doing the most damage to herself. All right, here's my next favorite. So what you're actually going to hear is the episode title, but the story or the call that my dad shares that's my favorite is the funny story at the end. So if you want to check out that full episode, you can, but this is the funny story that he shares. Episode 36, Don't Die With a Thousand Pets. (laughs) I love this story because it's, I could just picture it in my mind. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So this one, I actually didn't go on. It was the other guys at my station. So there's two trucks in my station and the other guys, there's four guys in the other truck and they go on this call. Did you guys regularly share stories? Oh yeah. You didn't go on a call together. You come back like, oh my God, guess what we just went through. Oh yeah. If you go to this call, it's just hilarious. (laughs) Okay. So they go on this call and uh, they go up to the door. It's like two in the morning, three in the morning. Mm -hmm. And I don't even remember what the nature of the call was. Sick person, I think, because it was only the four of them. Now, on this particular day, the captain, the engineer, and the two firefighters were on this truck. Every one of them was 6'4 or taller. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Okay, the captain was 6'6", the engineer was 6'5", the two firefighters were at least Uh 6'4". So... giants (laughs) giants <laughs> big guys that's okay and they were not very fat. tall mm-hmm. and they're not fat they're no. big guys mm-hmm. okay so they go to this call knock on the door nobody answers go into the front door it's, remember it's 3 a.m in the morning work their way to the back bedroom here's this lady laying in bed they turn the light on and the lady looks up at him and says am i dead <laughs> <laughs> so as it turned out they were in the wrong house 
Oh, no. <laughs> and this lady who is in her 70s looks up and sees these four giants. <laughs> My dad. <laughs> standing next to her bed. It's amazing to me How she didn't she not scream. scream. Yeah. But the first question was, Am I dead? And she's all, hey, how are you doing? <laughs> and they're like, uh, did you call us? And she goes, no. <laughs> Oopsies. Oopsie doopsie. Wrong house. Oh, no. So, it was amazing they didn't scare her to death, but it's funny how people react in those situations. Oh, Look yeah. up and see four guys that are 6'4 or above staring at you in bed, and you're like, maybe next hmm. time double check the address. Hmm, probably ought to do it. Firemen never make mistakes. Never. Never. All right. So I love this call. <laughs> First, I feel like, of course, I don't know for sure how I would react, but I'm pretty certain that I would have screamed bloody murder if I would have woken up to four giant men stand on, standing over my bed. Uh, the fact that this woman was able to stay quite calm and then also respond with, am I dead? It was just, I don't know. That one got me. I just thought it was so funny. Also goes to show that firefighters are human. They make mistakes. I mean... They're lucky it was a sweet old lady and not somebody else packing. But um, I just love this one because I'm sure the firefighters were just as embarrassed as she was. All right. And here is my third and final favorite from season two. Episode 39, blown up in a fire. And speaking of fires, so today's call, we got dispatched to a, uh, a fire at a house. Came in as a house fire. We get to this fire and or to this house. We pull up f- front and we're the first ones there, so we're the ones that are going to be pulling the hose. So one of the things that, that my daughter brought up today was, uh, what's an alarm? You know, you hear that on the news all the time. Yeah, this like a, a first alarm. alarm or two yeah, alarm. this was a two-alarm fire or a one-alarm fire or a five-alarm fire. So each alarm is, at least on the department that I work with, and most of them are pretty universal, it's two engine companies, a ladder company, a battalion chief, a paramedic truck, mm-hmm. and a... A rescue captain. So pretty much all hands on deck. Okay, so that would be one alarm. Okay. Okay, so if you have two alarms, it's just double that amount. Three alarms would be three of those. So you just count however many. So if you go to a five-alarm fire... That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people and a lot of trucks. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's how it happens. So typical house fires are one-alarm fires. Mm -hmm. Okay, you can handle it with two engines and a ladder truck. Don't even need a battalion chief most of the time. And you can put them out. So we get called to a house fire. We get there, pull up in front, and it turns out it's like a detached garage next to the house that's mm-hmm. on fire. Now, the garage is about 30 feet by 20 feet, so it's pretty big. That's big, yeah. Okay, and it's on fire. Like, mm-hmm. almost the entire contents are on fire, blowing through the roof, it's on fire. So me and my partner pull the hose up to the front of the shed, and we're squirting water through the front of it and we're working our way through the back up to the back of the shed yeah that was on fire so it's high you know typical shed people do you got spray crap. from down up or up down or yes okay all over well, so okay. in something like that you're going to use a straight stream so real heavy water yeah try to penetrate deep and so we're working our way from the front of the shed towards the back and we're, we're working our way into the shed okay mm-hmm. so we get in there and we got most of it put out working our way towards the back and there's a corner of the shed we just it wouldn't go out like mm-hmm. it was just on fire and we couldn't put it out and then all of a sudden there was this huge explosion inside the shed Uh-oh. and a wall of flames just engulfed us all the way out the front of the shed Ooh. so we were about halfway in so about 15 20 feet into the shed mm-hmm. and we got totally engulfed in flames 
Oh, gosh. Do you get, like, super hot? Like, you can feel well, it? we're in our turnouts with our air packs on, all of our safety gear. And what had happened was there was a propane cylinder inside oh, the shed. Oh, God. And it finally heated up enough that it ruptured. And, of course, all that propane leaks out all at once and just catches fire. Uh, yeah, and you guys are also extremely lucky that you didn't get hit by, like, the casing of that propane yeah. well, tank. there was enough... There was enough stuff in the shed. That, that it, it like caught the yeah, shards. Yeah, there was nothing to hit us. The people standing outside the shed, the captain and everybody else, mm-hmm. watched me and my partner get totally engulfed in flames. Did it like push you out of the shed? No. It was standing in it was actually kind of cool. Did you pee yourself? <laughs> no. It was actually kind of cool. So What? Don't say it's cool. <laughs> it, it, well, again, if you're going to panic, make sure you're running the right direction. <laughs> I like you thought it was cool. So, well, me and my partner, we were... Remember, you wear the protective gear for, for a reason. reason. I know, but do, didn't your helmet like melt on you? My face shield did. Oh, that's got to hurt. No. So we're in our gear. It, mm-hmm. It's there to protect you. Now... It engulfed us in flame, but remember, it's just gas and it burns up quickly. Yeah. So it wasn't a continuous flow. It flashed, covered us in flames, and within five seconds, it was all gone. Mm-hmm. The people outside the shed, the other crew members and the captains, they start panicking. They lost their shit. <laughs> <laughs> they thought for sure we were dead. Mm-hmm. We got engulfed in flame. I mean, I wish I had video of it because it had to look spectacular. Only you would think that's cool, Dad. Oh, me and my partner high-fived each other. When we mom hears really this, cool. she's going to have a heart attack. Oh, man. We got blown up. <laughs> I mean, totally in floor-to-ceiling, wall-to-wall flames. And then it was out. And then- yeah, you know, guys, I can't, like, I'm sitting here picturing this entire thing happening, and I can see my dad, that happening, him being like, wow, this is really cool. Like, for that split second that it happens, like, zero panic, and just like, wow, this is really cool. Yeah, well, there's no pan. <laughs> I mean, it's a shed. If, if we were... Now, there have been other cases, and I know of other firefighters that have gotten blown out of sheds mm-hmm. when the propane cylinder did rocket at them, and it knocked them completely out of the shed. Oof. This one didn't. It just engulfed us in flames. So there was no panic because we were wearing our gear, wearing our gear properly. We had a hose with us with water, so we weren't going to burn up. Mm-hmm. We weren't going to building collapse on us. We weren't going to... So we didn't panic. Yeah, but I, I mean, I don't think that's the thought process for everybody. No, it's not for everybody, but... When we got done with it, we put the f- the fire in the corner, finally went out. We mm-hmm. put it out, came out, me and my partner were high five. That was awesome. Did Everybody's you see freaking that? out. And the captains are like, why didn't you guys come out when we were yelling at you? You guys should have come out of there. And it's like, dude, calm down, <laughs> man. It's okay. I mean, if it would have continued to burn, mm-hmm. all we would have had to do was turn around and walk out. Yeah. We weren't. You weren't trapped We in weren't there. trapped anywhere. We weren't anything. It had to look horrible and from the outside i'm sure the captain and the chief were like oh my god they died did they like call for backup when that happened or no because it was it was over in five seconds yeah i mean it looked spectacular it didn't hurt us we were wearing our gear properly it shows how important it is to wear your gear properly not just wear it but wear it properly yeah i mean we can talk at length on firefighters who get injured or killed not wearing their gear properly. Mm -hmm. And that's for another episode. We will talk about that very subject. Yeah. You know, not doing things properly. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, so <laughs> I love this episode because I know I have said this so many times, but these are calls I've never heard, and I had never heard this one. And I don't think that I would have truly appreciated what it was teaching me if I was younger and heard it. But if I learned anything, and if you guys are going to learn anything, <laughs> it just goes to show the type of person that my father is. It was a major fire, an explosion occurred, and he was engulfed in flames. And his response was, it's cool. Why? Why, dad? (laughs) I get that you were wearing your gear properly, but still. So honestly, this, I love this episode because it really just showcases how much passion my dad had for the job. I mean, he just took every moment, I guess, and appreciated it, even when the flames were surrounding him, literally. Also, I feel like he's a little bit of an adrenaline chaser, junkie, I don't know, call it what it is. So I hope you guys enjoyed these episodes and these calls back to back. Join us next time for my dad's season two favorites.